Hey everyone, this is Kathy Olson and welcome to the Secrets of Gorgeous Design podcast. I am so, so excited to share with you this topic today because, oh my gosh, I know it sounds like really sexy, right? If you looked at the title, you're like, oh my gosh, what is she going to talk about today? That sounds so sexy. Well, I'll say it is very sexy, right? It's not just clickbait. (laughs) It's really an awesome topic. And I'll say that because this topic is makes can make the difference between a bad designer and a good designer. Like just this one element makes literally the difference between bad designer and good designer. And we are going to chat today about unlocking the secrets of the invisible design element. So let's jump into this episode. My name is Kathy Olson. I'm part of a group of entrepreneurs who are the founders and creative directors of their businesses who have a discerning eye and a ton of heart. We believe that we can have it all and that sales can be gorgeous. These are the secrets of gorgeous design and we are here to make creativity lucrative, build gorgeous brands and sales funnels, and to make the world of business a gorgeous place to be. So I want to tell you guys a funny story because if you don't know me very well, if you don't follow me, uh, I don't know, prolifically <laughs> online, then you don't know much about my internal team. I just can't probably seems like I'm a, I'm a one woman show, which is not the case at all. But I have a team and they are mostly actually in person, which is kind of crazy because with this I don't know, the rise of the online entrepreneur, a lot of people don't actually have in-person employees. Um, most people don't, actually, I would say, because when I go to conferences or events or speak at events, I talk about this, that I have actual employees that are come to my house and work with me. Um, and we have like, you know, our office areas and stuff like that. So, but people are like, what? wait, what? What? (laughs) And if you guys ever, um, if you guys heard a couple episodes, I talked about my business nanny and that was, um, Lexi. So Lexi is my, well, she's not my business nanny anymore. Um, basically she came to me, she's been working with me for gosh, I I guess uh, almost two years. Not, not quite. Um, by the end of the summer, it'll be two years. And she has fully, well, not fully, but she's on in the way of basically transitioning from my assistant to my junior graphic designer. So in all that, I say all that to say that I have, but for the past year and a half plus, been training her on how to become a graphic designer. She had no graphic design training whatsoever. Um, totally started from scratch, and I taught her everything. I guess that she knows. I don't want to say like that, like in, like in a bad way, but um, you know, she started off as a personal assistant, and I taught her design. So, and she loves it, and she wants to be. De- I mean, not wants to be a designer. She is a designer, right? Like this is what she wants to do as her career forever. So it's kind of cool. And uh, I, I've taught obviously a lot of designers through by way of all of my courses and stuff. I haven't actually taught anything like a one hundred and one course, which I've had lots of people over the years ask me about. Why don't you teach me something? Like I don't know anything. I want to know design from scratch from you, but it's, gosh, it's been so long since I started design. You know, I've been a designer for over 20 something years. So it's so hard for me to go way back there. You know, it's like literally like asking a surgeon how to start in the medical field or something. Um, not that I'm comparing my, I am kind of comparing myself to a surgeon. That's okay. I'm a design surgeon. That's right. Um, because I've been doing it for so long. So the, the cool thing is, you know, I did teach her from scratch and 
I really only kind of taught her what she needed to know, although she is very resourceful and has learned a lot on her own. But why I'm thinking about this and this topic today is because we just hired another person. So her name is Elaine, and she's basically the mini Lexi. She's kind of, she did all the things that Lexi used to do um, and is not doing anymore, really, because she's now kind of full-time designer. So it's funny because... I'm I'm having to go back to that place of becoming a beginner designer again, because again, Elaine doesn't know anything about design whatsoever. So we're kind of trying to teach her and show her the ropes. And it's not like I'm purposefully teaching all these people design from scratch. I'm not like taking them in and saying, do you, if you want to be a designer, you know, but again, it's very helpful. It's a really cool skill to learn, obviously that I believe in a lot. And uh, I just believe that and anybody that works for us should know something about design. So that's kind of my take on it. I didn't expect Lexi to become this big designer. That wasn't the plan. But what's so cool about it is that it goes to kind of show you that almost anybody can learn design. I guess you have to want to know it. You have to want to like it. But it does open up my, I don't know, just like my feelings about me becoming a designer. And I and the more and more I do it, the more and more I see designers grow and change through the programs that I create, that the more I feel like, oh my gosh, like I know what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, you're not like a total imposter. Like you actually know how to teach design. So it's kind of cool. So the one thing though that I always notice with new designers is their lack of of this muscle, this of using the invisible design element. So I want to call it the invisible design element because I want you to, I want to really drive home the fact that this is a design element, even though at first glance, it doesn't seem like it. It's actually one of the most important design elements, and that is also called negative space. The idea of negative space is one that is really, really difficult to grasp for the beginner designer. And that's why I say this is really the difference between a beginner designer and a super highly advanced designer is their use of negative space. I'm telling you, that's almost like the only difference between them is that they start to master the balance between negative and positive space. So, and I'm telling you, if you get this right, you're just, you can charge so much more. Like it's like, it's like the, the key to becoming a high-end designer. I actually teach about this. Um, I have I have a free class. If you guys want to um, check it out, it's called the key. Um, it's like the keys to becoming a high end designer. And I talk a lot about this idea of, of the invisible do- design element in negative space. If you guys want to catch that, you just go to lovins.co slash keys. It's l o v i n s dot dot c o slash keys um, to get that. So you can grab it. It's totally free if you want. But the idea behind it is kind of looking at that balance, looking at the difference. What makes a low-end designer, mid-level designer, high-end designer? What's the differences between them? And really taking kind of a microscope and checking out the differences and checking out common mistakes that beginner designers make. So the first thing I want to say and teach you about the invisible design element is its function and why as humans, I guess, we need this. So what is the point of negative space? What does it do for us? Why? Like, why do we need negative space? So the idea of negative space is that it gives us our brains some space, right? When we are either looking at a design or we are intaking some kind of information or content, we need a pause too. We can't just go full on, full out all the time. 
there has to be a mental pause. So the first thing that in the invisible design element does is it gives us a mental pause. It gives us just just some space to figure out what on earth we're looking at. It's really when you when you you remember when you see those like cool um, like the shape the I don't know what they're called illusions where there's like it looks like two people's faces and then now it's like a cup or something, right? Like our brains are trying to understand what we're looking at in all circumstances pretty much, but especially with design or or content, we're trying to figure this out. We're trying to understand. That's how like really we understand things, right? We understand things in as terms of like what kind of space do they take up? Obviously, there's all the senses and stuff, right, too, like the sense of smell and touch and taste and all that stuff, too. But like, we're really just trying to figure out what these things are, like just trying to understand them. And the relationship between the the negative space and positive space is one, of, is one that's really important. And so in order to give us some time, like a break on our eyes, we need a, a pause. We need a mental pause for some clarity. So that our brains can go, okay, understand like where it stops, where it ends. You're just like, it's like, it's almost like a little mini computer trying to like scan things and compute them to understand them. And if you, when you have a lack of negative space, it creates like turmoil, right? It's like, it gets really stressful. And I mean, hello, clutter, right? Like that's, it's like literally why clutter makes us so crazy is because there's a lack of space for us to just breathe. Like our brains need like air to breathe, right? So it's air. I love, I love saying air when I do audits for people, when I do like website audits or design audits, I talk about this idea of like adding some air here because I really want people to feel and totally understand. It's like, it's like an interior space. Right. It's like like going into a room full of crap, like you're going to feel like you can't breathe and you're like, you know, like claustrophobic when, when you go into a room that's nice and open and airy, you're like, oh my gosh, I can breathe. I like, I, like I physically have more air here. So that's what it is really when, when you use negative space really well. And I would actually even go as far to say as the more complicated the concept, almost the more space you need, almost the more brain space you need, because your brain is working really hard to understand something, it needs space. So you'll notice on designs where there's a lot of stuff happening, I actually tend to do even more negative space than normal, so that my brain has a chance to take a break and understand between, especially the, this is really evident and the, the clearest example I can give you is on a sales page. So when you're scrolling down and everything is just like jam packed in those pixels inside of a browser, you have no idea what you're even looking at. Like you're going to see like maybe, you know, 5% of the content, maybe less. So you go to like Amazon and you, you know, .com or whatever, and you see all these like things to choose from, you're going to pick like one thing because you just are so overwhelmed. There's no way on earth you're going to actually get all the information. So similarly, when you are doing, I mean, the opposite, actually, the side of it is when you're doing a sales page, you want them to retain as much information as possible. So you want to give them lots and lots of space to do so. The second thing that you can do to like really unlock the power of of the invisible design element is to look at negative shapes as if they were positive. So this is a little bit of an exercise and it's not, if you're not super familiar with like artistic things or whatever, this might be a little hard for you to totally understand, especially like on a podcast. It's like <laughs> one of the hardest things there is for me to do is to explain design concepts over audio, but I will try. So imagine the space being, so like you're looking at the white space and imagine that being filled with a color. So let's say like, you know, I'm looking at text, right? Like let's say I'm looking at text on a white background 
and I see the text and it's black and I see the white background, right? Well, just I want you to like in your mind sort of imagine the opposite. So if the actual background was, you know, bright red or something and the text was white or something or or just or maybe even still black and notice the shapes. What does the red look like? What does the red shape look like? So what are the, the, you know, the negative shapes? And if you need to, you can totally kind of just like squint your eyes and blur out, blur it out a little bit. But what this exercise will do is to show you what's happening just like on a bigger scale, because sometimes we tend to focus on what the positive things are. and We don't focus on the negative spaces. So when you kind of squint and you just kind of like, like almost like invert it in your mind, you're going to notice where things are unequal. So you might see like um, some unequal spacing. Okay. It has a lot of space on the left and right, and it doesn't have any, and it's really tight on the top and bottom. So I need to put more air in the top and bottom because you're kind of like looking for everything to have some equal breathing room, top, bottom, left, right. So that's like the simple, most simplest way I can kind of explain it. But you're, you're looking to see you want equal air around all sides so that all sides can breathe really, right? All sides of an element. So if you're looking at a box, you want to make sure it's, for the most part, it has equal air um, from the left to right as it is from the top to bottom. That's one mistake that I see uh, beginner designers do all the time is that they make things really, really tight top to bottom and they give too much space left to right. So be looking at the negative shapes and if you need to kind of blur your eyes out, that'll kind of help you start to see those areas um, that are in between. And in one kind of cool thing that I was thinking about you could do is if you take a screenshot of your design, it, let's say like it's a like a, a sales page or something like that, print it out and actually color in the negative space, you know, like using like a crayon or a pen or whatever, or just even like a pencil and just shade it in so you can start to notice that there's actually, that is a shape there. It's not, it's not a lack of a shape. It is a shape. So just be, just be thinking about that. And the third thing that you can do to really unlock the secret of the invisible design element is to edit, right? And think about actually taking things away. So I think it was Chanel, I want to say, that said that like, you know, she would get ready and then take off one piece um, before she left the door and that would be like, she'd be ready. So she'd like get all ready and then take off, you know, a necklace or she'd, she'd get all ready and then take off a pair of earrings or take off a belt or whatever it was. She would remove one item of clothing or accessories and then she'd be ready to go because she had a tendency to kind of build too, not put too much on, but she just always wanted to refine everything that she was doing. So I kind of take the same approach when I'm doing design too. I kind of start with too much and then I, then I remove things before I'm finished. So it's actually cool because I have a really cool routine for doing, you know, I do these monthly funnel drops. So this is the first time in my design career that I've designed the same thing once a month, right? It's like, um, even when I worked for a design studio uh, in downtown San Diego, we used to, you know, we used to do similar things, but they would always be slightly different. We did a lot of packaging back in those days. Um, And I, so we would design a lot of packages, packaging. And so we had the same die lines and stuff like that. But still, for the most part, we were still doing things that were super different from each other um, for the most part. But now I do this design, the same design for the same sales funnel every single month. And uh, we've done nine of them so far. So we're on our 10th one now. So I've done this 10 times or, or nine times, I guess. And it's, it's, it's really interesting. It's an interesting exercise in pushing yourself and changing and and doing these things. But also what's super cool is that we've developed a really cool process and what should normally take people, you know, 
I don't know, 20 ish hours plus, we or maybe even longer, right? Uh, We bang out pretty quickly because we have this really great process. But one thing I was noticing that's related to this invisible design element is that every time when I think that I'm done with a sales page or or the design, I always do this. I make the entire design smaller. I have a tendency to kind of like fill my space a little too much. I make so I make the whole design smaller and then I add more space. So I take the like the literal layout and make it maybe, you know, 80 anywhere from 80 to 90% of the size that I had originally created it. And then I go through and I give everything more air than I did originally. So I just have a tendency to kind of squish things together a little bit. And so before I, you know, finalize it, I make it a tiny bit smaller. And it's not, it's not like a lot smaller. It's just a tiny bit smaller so I can get, you know, a little bit more on a single page. Cause I'm also thinking about too, like the other thing is I design on a really big screen, like a massive, you know, jumbotron, basically. It's not a jumbotron, but I'm just being um, overdramatic. But I, I designed a really big screen and I'm I, I'm really aware that most people are on laptops and stuff like that. Of course, they're on mobile too, but that's a totally different look that they're going to get. Um, but I just know that like most, the majority of people aren't looking on a massive screen. So it's another reason why I always want to bump it down a little bit because I don't want it to be too big for, t- for other people's screens. So that's another reason I do it. But again, it just... I need air and I need like a lot of, I I need like, this is a really complicated thing that they're going through, right? These, these sales funnels and you, it's really important to give that brain space. Um, so so I really just, I just, I have to do this every time pretty much, um, make it smaller and give it space and I give it. And then the other thing that I do as well is I also kind of like the last thing I talked about, about looking at the negative shapes, I look, I zoom all the way out of it and I look at the whole page as a whole. And it's always usually like super duper long. It's always like, I don't know, 20,000 pixels long or tall or something like that. But I look at it zoomed out like that. And it's kind of like what I was just talking about, about blurring your eyes. And I can see where there's gaps, where the, the space, the negative space isn't equal. So I'll see it's one part in one section that there's tons of extra space and I need to kind of tighten it up a little bit. But then I'll see another section where it's like, wow, that's like really scrunched together. And so I'll start to to loosen it up. And I do that without zooming in. So I'm actually still looking at it from this like bird's eye perspective. And I'm moving things around and adding air, taking away air, you know, changing the, the negative space all within like this way zoomed out shot so I can just get a better idea of it. So I think little things like this really make my design even better and it makes it so that it's really digestible by, by the brain, right? Like by your eyes and to understand you don't notice these the spaces like that's why I call it the the invisible design element is because at first glance you don't un, you don't even know you're looking at it but that's what makes it so beautiful right like that's like the beauty in the negative space designing with negative space is that like it's nothing but it's everything it's so it's so hard to explain um, but when you notice when really you can look at a design that's like super cluttered and not well laid out everything's too big. Or, and conversely, people go the opposite direction too. Like some people go way too small and it's completely unusable as well. So don't even get me started on that. Um, but most people, especially beginner designers or people who are just starting out, tend to make everything too big and just think that like you need to use up all the space as much as possible. But that's, that's the sign. That's like the mark of a beginner designer. So if you want to know more about this, go to that, the course that I have is totally free. Um, the keys to high end design. That's 
at Levins, L-O-V-I-N-S dot C-O slash keys, K-E-Y-S. And you can check that out. But but again, that, that'll give you some more visual ideas um, as far as like not just like listening to it. But I really, really love this idea of this invisible design element. If you can master this, I'm telling you, it's going to make the difference and it's going to up-level your designs immensely and exponentially. And also, you know, when, when our designs get up-leveled exponentially, so do our profits. So it is a win-win on that side. So there you have it. Those are my three tips on how to unlock the secrets of the invisible design element, which is negative space. So now that I say it, it's going to unlock everything for you. You're going to start noticing all the negative space. Now that I've called it out, you're going to be like, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. And you can even even take your finger and just kind of like scribble over the negative space if you if it helps you kind of identify it. But I'm really excited for this to unlock this whole other world, this whole invisible world for you, right? (laughs) It's like the superpower world of the invisible design. I love it so much. And of course, if you thought this podcast was super helpful and you want more and more and more of this, please share, please share, 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 and make sure you go review it on iTunes. I would appreciate it so much. And it gives me that like excitement to do more. (laughs) All right, guys, see you on the next one. Are you ready to join in the fight against ugly design? Yeah? Then head over to www.gorgeousdesignsecrets.com. There you will find high-end design resources, insider designer tips, and an amazing tribe of others just like you. 